Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into today, including one trade idea for every team not in this year's NBA Finals. But first, obviously, last night, Game 3 of the NBA Finals, the Denver Nuggets routed the Miami Heat 109-94 to behind Nikola Jokic's 30-20-10 game. Also behind Murray's 30-point triple-double. Yeah. Jokic is the first one to ever have that stat line in, on that stage. And same with Murray and Jokic combined. Two teammates have never had 30-point triple-doubles in the NBA Finals. So an historic night for Denver. And they take control back of the series, take home field advantage back in the series. My question to you, Cooper, I mentioned a lot about that game, but I didn't mention Christian Brown. What was your reaction to Christian Dude. Brown last night? Going at Jimmy Butler in the chest, I'm going to get Chet up on screen. I mean, he did what Kenny Lofton did to Chet Holmgren last year in the <laughs> summer mm-hmm. league. I mean, tomato chest, that's for tomato chest. It was like he was a man possessed. I mean, it was literally like he wasn't scared. He wasn't phased. I mean, this is the biggest stage of this kid's life, and it was like he had been there before. It was like he was a vet. You know what it was? It was Tyler Hero-esque. Back in 2020, a rookie in the NBA Finals, not scared at the moment, continuing to be there for his team, show up, show energy, and not fearful of anything. Because we know the performer that Jimmy Butler is in the NBA Finals, and Christian Brown was not afraid of the moment whatsoever. He was awesome. Absolutely. Back to Jokic. I mean, at this point, three games into this series, he's really starting to enter legendary status. Yeah. Um, these are his stat lines. Game one, 27, 10, and 14. Game two, 41, 11, and four. Now 32, 21, and 10. It's insane. <laughs> for, for through three games of the NBA Finals. And Miami Heat, what got them there was their defense. Yes, yeah. they've been shooting the cover off the ball. This is a team that's physical, and Bam Adebayo is one of the best one-on-one big man defenders in the entire league, and Nikola Jokic has had no problem. I mean, saw a stat today. Jokic has gone through Rudy Gobert, yeah. two-time defense player of the year, center. He's gone through Anthony Davis, who's also defensive player of the year caliber player. Mm-hmm. He's gone through DeAndre Ayton, who's not a bad defender, quote-unquote, but and now he's going through Bam Adebayo. Absolutely. And he's still averaging a triple-double in the playoffs. Yep. It's insane. This man is not fair. No. He's literally a cheat code to basketball in real life. And the whole letting them score narrative, it, hes you know he's going to show up no matter what you do every night. I think what puts Denver over the edge, Stephen A. was saying this this morning, everyone knows Jokic is going to show up, but Murray, him playing at this level makes him unbeatable. Yeah. Jokic is going to be the, a constant in this equation. <laughs> Murray having a 30-point triple-double, they're unbeatable when those two guys are clicking. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it, it helps when you have the best player in basketball mm-hmm. and Nikola Jokic, and then if Jamal Murray plays up to an all-star, if you're averaging 30 points like he's doing in the in the playoff run, it feels like, and p- doing it efficiently and even uh, contributing with assists and rebounds, that's all NBA-type stuff. Absolutely. Like, Jamal Murray, it, nobody can deny that he has been playing a definite all-star, like all-star starter log, but even potentially an all-NBA log. I I think they had 30-plus pick-and-rolls together last night in the game alone, and that's the most ever in their career, and it showed. The thing I love about those two guys, just relating back to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the difference is the Nuggets' two stars, they have multiple assists to each other. And their pick-and-roll game, they complement each other so well, and they're able to play off each other. That's what the Celtics struggle with. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they aren't running 30-something pick-and-rolls together and dishing the ball and setting each other up for success. Yes, they're great individually, but that's why the Denver Nuggets are in control of the NBA Finals right now. Uh, And it's a good thing they've played together for, what, six years Seven years. I was about Mm -hmm. to say, I knew it had to be more than five. Um, Granted, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are only about two years behind them, but, like, it helps when point guard center. I mean, that's just – it really comes down to, like, go back to the <laughs> the old days of point guard and a center go hand in hand. Like, I mean, you can't have one without the other, and one's not going to be good if the other one's not good. I mean, you know, because for point guards, you elevate the center. And for 
in Jokic's case, he's a point guard in himself, so he elevates everybody. And that's one of the biggest questions in the NBA right now. Can two dominant wings win together? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have not won at the highest level yet. Same with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We have yet to see with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, but can two high-level wings win win together? We we have yet to be seen. You can say Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, whatever, but you added Chris Bosh to that as well. I mean, that's that's a big three. That's not a duo, in my opinion. So um, back to back to the uh, game though. Jimmy Butler was poised to have that Jimmy-esque game that we were talking about. He was ultra-aggressive. He took 16 shots in the first half alone. Um, However, he didn't have any help, bro. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. I don't know what the hell has happened to Caleb Martin. I have not seen a glimpse of him in this NBA Finals. And what sucks is he was the best one out of those guys you've named so far. Exactly. It just wasn't enough. No, I mean, Bam looked all right, but when it got to, like, man – I think when I looked at you, it was like 14 points, and I was like, this is the possession, and then bam, goes up and bricks, and I'm like, all right, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> never mind, I'll take it back. It ain't worth it. It ain't coming back. <laughs> in, in game two, the Miami Heat made 17 three-pointers, but in game three, they made just 11. So you look at that one stat, it's as simple as that. If they shoot the ball well, they win the game. If they don't, they do not. Well, Gabe Vincent, two for ten from the field, one for six from three. Not it. Max Drews, one for seven from the field, one for four from three. Duncan Robinson was three of six from three, so like that's that's what you want out of him. And then you come down to Caleb Martin, four of nine from the field, two of five from three. So like those guys literally have been combining for six to ten threes, it feels like. And mm-hmm. when you have literally like four <laughs> right. out of those guys, those guys have to be competent. I was, I was just, I'm not going to say they have to be elite level basketball players. They just have to be solid enough to help alleviate some of Jimmy's stress. Because Jimmy, he finished for 28 points, but it was on 24 shots. He needs, J.J. Redick was saying this this morning, to be efficient, he needs to get to the free throw line eight to ten times a game. He has not been able to do that in this series. Uh, hitting, switching to the other role players for the Nuggets, KCP and MPJ continue to be horrible, but it just doesn't matter when you get this great of a version with Jamal Murray. And Porter, Christian Brown. Yeah, and Christian Brown adding to that. Porter in the series is three for 19 from three. Missing his only two attempts last night. You know, when I hear all these stats, it, it just, like, gives me hope that one day I'm going to play in the NBA Finals because I can shoot three for 19. <laughs> I can. I mean, if that's what they're if that's what they're paying $80 million for, uh, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go shoot three for I 19. I think MBJ is about 6'8", 200-plus pounds, though. I think he's, like, 6'10". I think. Yeah, 6'10". <laughs> yeah, I think we, but, I was again, short, if you, you want to pay someone less, right, NBA right. – I'll take Did less. I'll take – shoot, pay me a million. Mm-hmm. I'll go shoot three for 19. Let's get into the topic and the title and the thumbnail and all of that. Um, Bleach Report had a fantastic article that came out just eight hours ago from Greg Schwartz having one trade idea for every team not in this year's finals. Start with the Atlanta Hawks, man, finally getting rid of John Collins. And this oh. one, I'm going to name a trade – and, Chad, I want you to grade them down there. And, Cooper, I want you to grade it as well. So, the Atlanta Hawks finally getting rid of John Collins in exchange for Joe Harris and Patty Mills. So, this is a trade with the Brooklyn Nets. Get rid of John Collins, get shooting in Joe Harris, and a backup PG and Patty Mills. That's so mad. What? <laughs> um, uh, C minus, D plus. I don't know. That. Yes, you get rid of John Collins, but you don't even feel a need. Yes, you got shooting, but Trey Young's a great shooter, and I'm gonna be honest, you don't need a, another defensive liability in Joe Harris. I, can, a, I don't know. I 100 percent agree. I'm gonna go a D plus on this one. Their need is a wing. They need another DeAndre Hunter type of guy, um, and Joe Harris obviously a, a liability next to Trey Young. Patty Mills, I don't think you need that. Badly, a yeah. backup PG he, for Trey Young. I, he, I don't understand it. John Collins, I'm not. Everyone, I feel like, has an inflated trade value of him. His trade value is not that good. No, his trade value is probably that. So as far as like creating a trade with yeah. compatible values, sure, yeah. that one works. But you don't get a need. But you don't fill anything. <laughs> exactly. You honestly make more holes because now who's playing at the four? Exactly. <laughs> now are you starting a Nyaka Kongwu mm-hmm. and Clint Capella at the same? Like absolutely. I don't know. That's a weird one. Um, and that must be. 
that's an inflated value for Patty Mills too, because like, did you see that he shot like a hundred threes in like sixty seconds the other day? <laughs> yeah, I saw that video and I'm like, are they really trying to hype up that's Patty his, Mills? That's his best highlight from being a Brooklyn X. He bro has yeah, not done practice. shit. Literally has practice. not done shit. I promise. Uh yeah. Queso says C minus. VGG says D plus. Got a whole lot of <laughs> D's in here. No pun intended. Oh. <laughs> Wireless prod C. Uh. Y'all make sure to pray for Zion Williamson. I saw y'all's comments on the last video. It was absolutely hilarious. Leave a like on stream. Let's get into the second trade. Boston Celtics, man. They finally, you know how Peyton Pritchard's been upset. I don't know if you've heard that, but Peyton Pritchard's been upset up in Boston. This is the trade the Boston needs. Yes. They get rid of Peyton Pritchard. For a second round pick. No. (laughs) No, thank God. They get rid of Peyton Pritchard and Danilo Gallinari. In exchange for Kelly Olenek from the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Is Peyton Pritchard and Danilo Gallinari worth Kelly Olenek? I don't know. I guess so. I mean, I guess for Boston, I like Kelly Olenek. I do, too. I mean, I've wanted him on the Grizz for a while. Yeah. Um, if you're Utah, are you really trading Kelly Olenek for Peyton Pritchard and Danilo Gallinari? I'm going to go for the Boston Celtics. I'd go B-plus for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I'm going to go A-minus because, really, you won this year without Pritchard and without Gallinari, and basically you're just getting Kelly Olenek for the F-R-E. He's a great basketball player. He does a role. I mean, he's awesome. I've wanted him on the grids for a while. Um, But if you're in Utah, that's a D. But Danny Ainge ain't getting finesse like that, so I ain't worried about Danny Ainge. Bro, if the Boston Celtics would get Kelly Olenek, I think that would be big time. They'd have to give, like, Grant Williams and – Arguably, like Grant Williams, a free agent. Do you resign him? True. I, I think I that know. I think that has a part in that trade because Grant Williams, you're gonna have to replace that four spot, and I think Kelly Olynyk could do that. Yeah, I like I like that for Boston. Don't do that if you're Utah. Yeah, not and Peyton Pritchard. To be fair, the Jazz do need a point guard, and they don't have one. I don't care. It's not gonna be Peyton. Peyton Pritchard will not be a starting point guard. On no, he's not gonna be starting, but he could he could be behind Colin Sexton. Exactly. Why are you trading Kelly Olenek, who started and was pretty dang good all year, for a backup behind Colin Sexton? <laughs> to play devil's advocate, though, you already have Lowry Market, and why do you need Kelly Olenek? And Walker Kessler. All right, look, you're going to trade Kelly Olenek. That cannot be the package Agreed. you get from – That's where we That agree. can't be what it – like, That's no. That's where we agree. You have to go get something that actually works. That's where we agree. Let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets. And we're gonna trade. We're gonna grade it just for like the team that it's for on the BR. Okay, so uh, report. for so, Brooklyn, so Brooklyn, for Brooklyn Nets, they get Mo Bamba in exchange for Royce O'Neal. Obviously, this is a trade with the LA Lakers. Um, they send Royce O'Neal, which I think would be great for LA, and they get Mo Bamba in return, kind of to back up Nicholas Claxton. I guess I don't hate it for either team. For the Nets, I'm gonna give it a, a B because I do like Royce O'Neal, but they need to move off these wings. Mobama would be great. I like, for no, 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 I like Mobama. Mm-hmm. Mobama can space the floor. Mobama's got defense. You could play him next to Nicholas Claxton because they're two different basketball players. And Nick Claxton ain't like seven foot where you have to play him at the center. He's like 6'9", 6'10", so you could play him at the four, let him kind of be like a free safety, and let Mobamba kind of take some flack. Or they can – Nick Claxton can guard people too. So, like, I kind of like that. Bro, I like that a lot. That's an A. Mo Bamba shot thirty eight percent from Dude, three Mo last Bamba season. Dude, Mo Bamba got a Mo Bamba got. He got that thing on him. I got holes Thirty nine percent in each of the past three seasons, which is Dude, crazy. Dude, no, Mo Bamba would be a good pickup there. Absolutely, for them. especially if you're keeping Mikael Bridges and getting some guards, some centers. That's what. Yeah, I, I like that. I was disappointed when I scrolled down to Charlotte Hornets on this list. <sighs> Because it was a it's a draft trade and it doesn't really concern getting rid of Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, which you and I have a history of on this podcast saying get the hell get them yeah, the hell out off. of there. But uh, in the one that Br mocked up, the Charlotte Hornets received the number three overall pick from the Trailblazers and the number twenty three overall pick in exchange for the number two and thirty four pick. I don't know why the hell this happens. I guess because of the Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, and you get a higher pick later in the draft. But if I'm Portland, am I That's really dumb. trading three for number two? That's dumb. Yeah. That's an F on both sides. Mm-hmm. 
That's dumb. That's the best they could come up with. Yeah, I did not like that at all. I'm gonna go. Sorry, I'm gonna go Butch F on yeah, that one. That's enough. Absolute F on for that for both one. teams. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. The Chicago Bulls. We got some players involved. We got some big names involved in the Chicago Bulls trade. That is D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba, Max Christie, and an unprotected first of 2029 is what the Bulls are getting for DeMar DeRozan. For DeMar DeRozan going out to L.A. Like Those of you that don't know, DeMar DeRozan, Magic Johnson had a deal in place for DeMar the year that Russell Westbrook went there, and the reason that they chose Russ over DeMar was because of LeBron James, LeGM. Yep. Now they finally get DeMar in return and pair up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in return for D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba, Max Christie, and an unprotected first. For the Bulls, I don't like it. Okay. I don't Tell like it. That 2029 20, unprotected first is going to be a high lottery pick. The yeah. Lakers are not going to be good in 2029. 20, but I still feel like you can get more outside of D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba, Max Christie. I agree. You should probably get a better package. Um, I love that pick, though. That, that pick is no. The pick's nice, but again, twenty twenty nine. I'm gonna be thirty five. Have like two kids. I'm gonna be like gray hair already. Like that pick ain't gonna be here anytime Damn, soon. Damn, you gonna be thirty five and twenty twenty nine? Six years away. All right, I'll be twenty eight. My bad. I was adding, <laughs> I was adding a touchdown. Damn, you get. I'll still have. I'll still have gray hair and probably two kids by that point. There ain't no telling who's gonna be there for that pick. Like, uh, uh that. To me, late picks are just like, eh, all right, they're fillers. Um, D'Angelo, like, I feel like you have to look at the meat, and you're getting rid of a guy that is still all-star, all-NBA caliber guy. Yes, his game is very different than everybody else in the NBA, but you're getting rid of him, so you better be getting something that's at least – these guys are low-level all-stars. They might be a little younger. Something. D'Angelo Russell ain't going to be an all-star. Um, D'Angelo Russell ain't going to be uh, – Start like a starting point guard for probably a championship team. I and think I just don't like that. I go back to what you said about Kelly Olynyk. I think Demar Derozan. Yes, you have to get rid of him. Not for this package though. Yeah. So for the Bulls, I'm gonna give it a D plus. And I wish I could grade it for the Lakers because that would be an absolute steal. For yeah, them. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a D plus as well. Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh. We got some lesser names in this one and a bunch of draft capital. Uh, they trade for Corey Kispert to shore up that small forward position in exchange for a second round – in exchange for three – excuse me, four second-round picks for Corey Kispert. Four second-round picks for Corey Kispert. We all know the need they have for the wing. Yeah. And I don't I, hate that, actually. Yeah. It, Corey I mean, Kispert's 24 years old. He averaged a career-high 11 points per game last season, 42% for three. I was about three. to say, he's a, he got a flamethrower. Dude. Forty-two percent next to Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. I I like it. No, Four seconds is a lot, but just because of how much they give up, I'm gonna say B minus. I like it. I like I like four seconds for them. I like that. I'll I'll probably go A minus because I think Corey Kispert does fill a need. He's not as stout defensively as I think they've been wanting, and like the guys that they've been picking, like DeAndre or not DeAndre Isaac Okoro, and then uh uh Ochai Abaji this year. I I, don't, I think he's a Definitely the third tier, like tier of defensive guys, as opposed to them. But he he can play. I mean, he went Absolutely. to Gonzaga. You got to be able to at least defend somewhat at mm-hmm. Gonzaga and uh, Mark Few's offense. But he's going to shoot, and he's going to shoot efficiently. So I I like that for Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a championship contender. Oh, for sure. And you with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen at your four and five, you need a you need, you need another somebody shooter. Who shoot, you need another yeah. shooter for sure. The Dallas Mavericks. They're going to receive DeAndre Ayton I knew this was gonna in this one. Dude. Dallas is trading for DeAndre Ayton in exchange for Christian Wood, Josh Green, and JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee! I'm going to say it again. Dallas Mavericks trade for DeAndre Ayton in exchange for Christian Wood, Josh Green, and JaVale McGee. Obviously a trade with the Suns. For Dallas... I don't know, man. I'm just not a DA guy, especially with him pouting at the past two playoffs, getting in fights with Monty Williams, who has a history of being a player's coach, and everybody loves him. I'm not a DeAndre Ayton guy, so I don't love it for Dallas. However, I can really see this happening. This is a realistic thing, in my opinion. So for the Mavs, I'm going to give it a C. Before I get my thing, shout out to LL Shot. I was L.O. Shot 4050 in there. Our day one. Let's go. With bro, you got to go back and look chat. at some of the comments on uh, that Zion episode. That oh, shit was man. so funny, bro. I went back and looked at the Twitter feed today. But shout out to L.O. Shot 4050. What's he saying? Gave us a little super chat. Oh, he did? For real? Um, 
Hey, Shout out to him. Uh, it. So it was JaVale McGee, Christian Wood, and who was the last one? Sorry. Uh, Josh Green. Josh Green. In exchange for DeAndre Ayton. And that we're grading it for the Mavs. Yeah. I hate we DeAndre Ayton. We got Abley's F, Wireless D minus, Iron yeah, Man I, F. I just don't think DeAndre Ayton's really going to make Luca. I mean, Luca will make DeAndre Ayton look way better than he should. I'll, I'll just be honest because I feel like Luca's the type of player that he can elevate literally anybody on his team. That's why he was elevating <laughs> literal bums. Literally. Uh, and making them look decent. Um, so I think Luca would be fine with it. It's at least a piece. Um, and maybe it's exactly what DeAndre needs. I mean, it could be something that he needs just to be the number two, the focal point. Because I'm going to assume is Kyrie still involved if DeAndre Ayton's involved? Uh, no, I think everyone's assuming now that they re-sign Kyrie. I just don't like a team defensively that's led with Kyrie, DeAndre Ayton, and Luka. Would it not make the most sense for Mark Cuban to go out and get DeAndre Ayton and pair with Kyrie Irving? Oh, no, no, no. It makes sense. Can it's you imagine that happen. locker room? Jason Kidd, shake your hand, buddy, and say good luck. Yeah, I, it's like trying to tame a fire. Facts. Um, I'd prefer Pascal Siakam for them. I agree. But, uh, just in the sake of you actually got a piece that I think is significantly better than the other pieces that you have on that team. It's not Dwight Powell starting for you, at least. I'll give it a B in that sense. It's, it's a B minus. Who are though. we saying a big man that would fit perfect in Dallas? Uh, uh, Nas Reed yesterday Nas is who we were talking about. Yes. I love Nas Reed. And let I, him start, too. Our trade for a Capella or Claxton. Like, I, I, you, do not, you don't need uh, more shots to be taking the ball out of Luka and Kyrie's hands. No. Uh, DeAndre like, Ayton requires attention offensively. He wants the ball. I honestly love the Clint Capella idea, too. Yeah. Because Luka can love. Yeah. That, that Clint Capella-Luka pick and roll would be amazing. Lethal. For sure. Let's move on to the Detroit Pistons. In this scenario, this is a straight-up one-on-one trade. They get Devontae Graham for Marvin Bagley. So, Pistons finally move off Bagley. Or not finally, but, you know, he's been injured and he's done his thing. They get Devontae Graham in return. They kind of need a point guard. So, Uh, Bagley's going to Spurs? Yeah, Bagley's going to the Spurs. But we're looking at the Pistons, them getting Devontae Graham for Marvin Bagley. So I think Marvin, getting a rotation player for yeah, for so he's Bagley a backup, is, yeah. backup six man type thing. Yeah, I like that. I think he's a decent six man. Yeah, um, put him behind Jaden Ivey. I like yeah, it for I like Detroit. that. I, I'm, I'll give that a B. I am I'll too. Give that a B. He averaged, uh, by the way, Devontae Graham thirteen four last season, and I had no idea he was at San Antonio. So it's well, that's why me. I asked because I was like, where is he now? because yeah. <laughs> I know they <laughs> traded him, but or from Charlotte, I was like, where where is he? You and I are going to hate this next trade. Oh, Lord. The Go- Golden State Warriors. They finally get what they've been looking for. We know We know the Warriors pursued this man yeah. hard at the trade deadline. Right. They receive OG, Anano- OG Ananobi and Thaddeus Young in exchange for Jordan Poole, Ryan Rollins, and a first-round pick. This Ooh. year's... This year's first-round pick, number 19 overall. Who in the hell is Ryan Rollins? I have no idea. I guess he played for Santa Cruz, my guy. Who in the hell is that? No, you can't get OG and Thaddeus for a – who is that? No, no, let me Let me rephrase it. Jordan Poole in the 19 overall pick. We can just say that. Yeah, I was about to say, because Ryan Rollins don't exist. That dude don't exist. That's like those uh, guys in 2K that are at the end of the bench with a headband. Yeah, and they're, they're bald. generated 2K Yeah, guys. they're bald, number yeah. 99 That's with a him. headband on. That's, That's definitely him. Ryan Rollins. Um – I'll be damned. So I'm going to repeat it. OG Ananobi and Thaddeus Young for Jordan Poole and the number 19 overall pick. That's a that's a good trade. God, I love and that. And I'd be so that. mad. Because hey, Thaddeus Young is a beast, too. Like, Thaddeus Young is, like can still hoop. And, like, I think on a veteran-laden team, like, the Golden State Warriors should fit right in. Same with a good OG. Big. This would – I'd give an A-plus. This is the best one I've seen so far. Well, that's a good one. It just would pain me. Absolutely. I think the Warriors would Dude. be well on their way to a fifth championship if that happened. Yeah. OG'd fit perfect with them. Bro. <laughs> ben Simmons is on the move. So we're going from Golden State. Who's next? After Golden State, LA? Houston oh, Rockets are up God. next. The Houston Rockets trade for Ben Simmons, a 2025 first-round pick. What do they give up for Ben Simmons in a first-round pick? So they get Ben Simmons in a first-round pick. What do you think they give up? The Rockets do? Yeah. That's on the Rockets. Bro, uh, Bleacher Report. Kevin Porter Jr. Bro, Bleacher Report. According to Bleacher Report, Ben Simmons' value is a 2029 second-round pick. 
they trained Ben Simmons in a first for a second? That's it? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm trying to see if they got uh, reason. So bro- the the reason is Brooklyn gets off the final two years and 78 million of Simmons' contract, freeing up 37 million immediately. Bro, Brooklyn owes Ben Simmons 78 million over the next two years. Again, NBA, if you're listening. I am willing to take <laughs> literally $700,000 total to do what Ben Simmons does. I can do it. Dude, I this is like, because I haven't seen anywhere like a Ben Simmons mock trade because his name just has not been in the news at all. So, Houston receives Ben and a first in exchange for one second round pick. When's the first? Is it this year? 2025. Okay, so basically we're, we're And it's unprotected, yeah. bro. It's an unprotected first. Um... As far as the Ben Simmons fit in, yeah, ro- in we're Houston, great in Houston um, oh god! If he somehow has any glimpse of the yes. old Ben Simmons, sure. You gave up nothing. Yeah, you gave up. Nothing. I mean, you're giving up a second round pick, so like theoretically, I can't judge you for just yeah. throwing throwing a dog a bone and, and seeing if it catches. Culture's you know? already dog shit, so yeah. bringing that in doesn't well, <laughs> hurt anything. And to an extent, Ime Odoka's now the head coach here, right? Correct? Right. Um. So, with that thought in mind, like, I think Emo Duck is a really good coach from what we saw. Um, I don't necessarily know the locker room. I do know that he had the locker room, so that's a thing. Um, I don't hate it, personally, because if Ben Simmons just slowly but surely, you're nobody's going to be watching you. Ain't a soul going to be watching you if you play in Houston. Yeah. Um, if you just kind of let him be the playmaker, let him get some rebounds, Occasionally start driving again, get his confidence back up. I can see it working. The, he, but the Rockets were the worst team defensively in the entire NBA. And he's a good defender. If Ben Simmons shows any glimpse of what he was on that all defensive team, uh, I think it's a good thing. Rockets are giving up nothing. A twenty twenty nine second round pick. Is crazy. I'm also giving it an A minus because you are giving up I'm nothing, giving and, an a, and you yeah. can potentially get a guy that if you just build his confidence up because ain't. A soul will not be watching the Houston Rockets basketball games, mm-hmm. but the people there. Um, just get his confidence up. Let it start. Pick something. Be like, defense. Lock them down. Get rebounds. Lock them down. And then he gets that. And then be like, all right, now start pay- playmaking again. Start playmaking again. He gets that, but keeps the defense. Then you're like, all right, start dropping. Right. Then I, I think you just got to start baby steps again. I don't know what his issue is, and I'm not going to like get into that, but like, he's a capable basketball player. I mean, we saw it. For two years, yes, he had that one mistake against in the playoffs that just kind of just derailed him. But he's a capable basketball player. So like for giving up a second round pick and you're getting him and a first, it's like potentially if he's garbage and gone in two years, you get a first pick out of it. Exactly. So I don't know. I like that as far as like just the thing is they will getting. owe him seventy eight million dollars in the next two years. They got that's plenty of cash space. They yeah. got all rookies on that team. That's, that's all rookies. Very valid, and it's not like it's over the next four years or anything. Yeah. Next is the Indiana Pacers, and I know your love affection for this franchise. You're going to hate this trade more than God itself. Oh, God. DeAndre Ayton is heading to Indiana in exchange for Miles Turner, TJ McConnell, a first-round pick, and a second-round pick. They gave up a two picks? <laughs> they gave up a first, a second. And the better center? They gave up a first, a second, Miles Turner, and TJ McConnell. So they gave up the better, they gave up two better players for a worse player, and they had to give up pick capital. <laughs> Call it TJ McConnell better than DeAndre Ayton's blasphemous. No, what he, at what he does, TJ McConnell is a great off-the-bench point guard. He is. He, he plays is. great defensively, and he plays great offensively. I'd, I'd call him the second best backup behind Tyus Jones in the entire I literally league. would. Yeah. TJ McConnell is awesome as as a backup point guard. Yep. That trade sucks. I'm going to give Bleacher it a report should be fired. Dude, <laughs> Miles Turner. Bleacher report. They literally just resigned the him. The entire brand should be fired. They literally just resigned him. I'm glad glad you're awake now. Those of you who don't know, Cooper literally took That's a like two-hour two nap. nap. That's why it was gone. a slow start in earlier today. They literally just resigned him, and you're trading him for a worse player? <laughs> I'm glad. No, that's a L. That's I'm like, giving it an F for the Pacers too. Trading for DeAndre Ayton and giving up Miles Turner, TJ McConnell. A don't first hurt my boy Tyrese crazy. like that. Don't hurt my boy Tyrese. That, like that. is crazy. Maybe Andrew Nimhart for that. The fact that Indiana like even gave him an offer sheet made no damn sense to me. I don't know. Maybe we're just not DeAndre Ayton people. I'm sorry. I just don't get the hype. I'm gonna go with the man fizzled out in the playoffs. Before we get into. Uh, 
Let's see what everybody is is saying in chat. Yeah, getting a whole lot of Fs in here. Getting a whole lot of Fs. Yeah, that's garbage. That's garbage. Um, yeah. So, by the way, I just got a notification on my phone. It says Damian Lillard does not want Celtics trade. Chris Haynes says it's pretty safe to say Lillard isn't heading to Boston this offseason. So that was the news you and I took from that podcast two days ago. Because we didn't say, oh, he's going to Miami. Oh, he wants to go to Brooklyn. It was well, out of those. going to the Knicks yeah, or the Celtics. Yeah, out of those four teams, he didn't choose the Celtics. And everybody, until Dame was on that podcast, thought, like, yeah, him for Jalen Brown makes sense. But apparently not. Not, not to him. He doesn't like it. Back to what we're doing. We're at the L.A. Clippers now. John Collins is involved yet again. He's heading off to L.A. in exchange for Terrence Mann and Marcus Morris Sr. Hmm. Interesting. This is the one for the Hawks I love. I like that we one for the Hawks. Yeah, we yeah. can't we can't grade it like that. We got to grade it for the Clippers. Them getting adding John Collins and getting rid of T. Mann and Marcus Morris. I feel like you lose kind of a little bit I of the locker too. room guy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, John Collins ain't a horrible basketball player. I just feel like he's way too inefficient for what. The Atlanta Hawks think he is. Like, he had that one good three-point shooting season. They are like, oh, he's a three-point shooter. No. The man is a slasher. Let him be a slasher. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't like the fit in L.A. If he, like, shot the ball better last season, I would like it. But, I mean, he, him, had three, he ain't like that. Exactly. Him being next to Kawhi and PG doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If he's running up there for a pick and roll, those guys are not facilitators. They're not going to get him the basketball. And I think he would quickly be unhappy. No. So, for the Clippers, I'm going to give it a D. Yeah. I don't like that D. All right, we're at the L.A. Lakers, your favorite team. A guy you and I talked about at nauseum yesterday. I've already seen all these rumors. Chris Paul finally goes to the L.A. Lakers. YouTube short is out now about what happened back in 2011 when David Stern vetoed the trade with Kobe Bryant. Now, 12 years later, at the age of 78, he finally gets to go back to the L.A. Lakers in exchange for D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. I thought he got cut. Who? Chris Paul. No, the Suns. You remember I told you when you walked in last night, I said Woj said that they want to explore all options. That's a trade Ain't being included. Ain't nobody taking that $30 million. That's a trade being included, and that's including waiving him and renegotiating to a lesser contract with the Suns. If I am the Lakers and you really just want Christopher Emmanuel Paul, you wait till he is waived, and you sign him for a cheaper deal. I would not trade for his current contract. I'll be honest. I would. I want to play the soundbite from Kevin O'Connor, who uh, seemed to have some type of inside Feelings? information about how Chris Paul feels and who's interested in him. Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer does a great job. Or stretched. All right. waived or stretched. My sources say the teams to watch out for are the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Spurs. All three of those teams in dramatically different situations. I think the Clippers are the best basketball fit of those three. Because if he goes to the Lakers, you're taking the ball out of LeBron James's hands. And the Spurs, a younger team, it would be cool to see him with Wemby, but I don't think they're quite ready for championship contention. The teams I'm intrigued by, but there's no indication of actual interest. The Sixers, if James Harden were to leave... The Celtics get them a point guard next to Tatum and Brown. And then the Bucks, somebody to help out Drew Holiday in that backcourt and create easy shots for Giannis. We'll see what happens there. We could. So, according to Kevin O'Connor and his sources, two L.A. teams are extremely interested. We This mock trade has him going to L.A. for D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. I do disagree with what he said about the fit, taking the ball out of LeBron James's hands. Yes, you can use that argument. But oh, LeBron my, is going to be 39. My counter to that is if you watch LeBron in the playoffs, Draymond Green said this when they, they were going against each other in the playoffs. LeBron plays completely different. He doesn't have the ball in his hands, and Draymond said that. They had to change their entire game plan because they're used to guarding LeBron with the ball in his hands. He was playing off ball a ton in this year's playoffs, yeah. and I think him getting older, now turning 39, it's going to be even more so. Chris Paul, to me, fits for the L.A. Lakers. And if all they got to give up is D'Lo and Malik Beasley, I give it uh, an A-. minus. I'll give it a B-. I don't hate it, and I'll, I do like the fit, but 
I feel like you're taking on a $30 million, 38, 37-year-old, <laughs> and you already have another one of those. So I feel like you're you're really aging yourself, and you're about to try to become the oldest basketball team in the history of the NBA to win a finals, um, which is going to be unlikely. Um, so I just feel like that's a lot to bank in on when you could probably move off D'Angelo Russell and get like, I feel like with D'Angelo Russell's contract, you could be able to trade that for, like, two or three pieces. Like, do what y'all did with Russell Westbrook's contract. So, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I, if if you're going to get Chris Paul, I'd prefer it to be in the – via free agency. Like, just sign him up off the streets. Got you. For money. <laughs> yeah, for money purposes. Completely understand there. I just – I do like the fit. I like the fit. I don't hate the fit. Mm-hmm. All right. Our team. Oh, Memphis okay. Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. Tell me what we trade first. I don't want to. Hear, I don't we hear. give up Brandon Clark, no. Jake Laravia, yes, and our first round pick this year. Yes, Jake Laravia and our first round pick are free to go. Brandon Clark, no, Jake Laravia, <laughs> and the number twenty five overall pick in this year's draft, in exchange for Kyle Kuzma. The twenty seven year old averaged a career high twenty one points, seven rebounds, and three assists. Clark, the reason I like this, I don't like this if we have a healthy Brandon Clark. We don't. Towards Achilles, this is just the beginning of a four-year, $50 million deal. In exchange for uh, Kyle Kuzma, who could start a small forward next to Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams. Or he could play power forward and you can move Jaron to the five. I have Steven Adams coming off the bench. I'm not a Kyle Kuzma lover. I was about to say, I'm not a Kyle Kuzma I give fan. it a B-, minus, but it does make sense with this Brandon Clark injury. It does make sense. You can't argue that with me. Yeah. And, I mean, he's played in Washington before. Bro, averaged 21 for, points. Yeah, I know. He's not going to play. He's not going to average 21 points with us. You're not going to be. You, you, that, I think, for me, is Kuzma willing to be the fourth option? Because you're, you're coming in, it's Desmond Bain, John Morant, and Jaron Jackson Jr.'s team. Obviously not in that order. But it's their team. Are you willing to come in and be a fourth option? You saw what he did in L.A. But that was before he was popping off for 20 points a game, being the number one option. Well, I guess number two with Beal being there. I'm fine with the fit. I am. It, it would pain me to see Brandon go because I feel like Brandon is part of the reason why we really got thumped in the playoffs because he was just so good off the bench in the playoffs. Um, I understand Achilles injuries are like one. They're like one of the ones where people say if you get an Achilles injury, it's basically the beginning of the end because um, they're just so hard to recover from. What does he rely on? His athleticism. His athleticism. So I, I, I again, I understand the fit. I understand Bleach Report's thought process here. It would pain me to see Brandon go, but I'd be a okay with Kyle Kuzma if he's Give willing to be that four. I like it as a B. Like I mean, it's it doesn't offend me if I saw it come across my phone. I wouldn't be pissed. My number one reaction to it, I would be fine with it if it makes sense. My number one reaction, how would Jaron respond? Would we be able to get the 27-point nights, the 30-point nights from Jaron? Because they are kind of obviously similar mold. similar mold offensively. Defensively, Kyle can't even hold no, Jaron's he anything. He can't but hold I'm, the But I'm just saying that. what would happen to Jaron would he continue to be aggressive? Because as soon as somebody else steps up, Jaron – Tends to shrink when Jaws out. Jaron, he'll we'll have back to back thirty pieces. Well, I think that would be ex- my response to an extent for Jaron. Like again, I'm going to mention this podcast for like the hundredth time this week. It was interesting to me, Jaron, hearing that he was like, "Dude, I never even shot on my AAU teams." He's like, "That's why I got good at blocking." Because he was like, "I never had to shoot. We'd win by seventy, and I didn't even need to shoot the ball." Mm-hmm. And I feel like to an extent, Jaron. It's not necessarily that we he fizzles down. I think it's it turns into he understands that maybe he's not needed at some points. Now there are games where that's not true. Like there are games where we're like, dude, where are you? Can you please show up? But I feel like to an extent, now that I know that little tidbit where he was like, Oh, dude, I didn't even shoot. Like I didn't touch the ball. Like and then people would be like, They need to give you the ball more and he's like, Dude, we're winning by seventy, I don't care. I feel like to an extent that some of that seeps in sometimes where he's like, all right, I'll just play defense. I'll get five blocks. The thing I fall in love with getting Kyle in return is the one thing that the Grizzlies have won without has been size. Size, dude. And size if nice. you have a effing front court of Kyle Kuzma, Jaron Jackson, and Steven Adams with a backcourt of Josh Desmond dude. Bain, Lord have mercy. And Kyle, 
He's not a like amazing defender, but he can hold his own, and he showed that in that LA championship in twenty twenty. It's yes. one of those things. So we'll use this matchup because I mean this has been the matchup for Grizzlies fans. This has been the matchup uh, everybody's looked at. It's the Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors versus us. I wouldn't be upset if he got switched on to because mm-hmm. he's long. I mean he's six ten. Am I wrong? Six nine, six ten. So like. A, he's probably still going to get a three ball in his face. Like, that's just life. That's Steph Curry. That's life guarding Steph Curry. But at least 6'10", I'm not sitting there like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he might not be the greatest on-ball defender, but, like, he's 6'10", so he has length to at least disrupt. So, I'm I, I'm totally fine with the fit. I'm totally fine with the pieces moved. I feel like that's a good value. Like, I don't think uh, – I, I mean, you're giving up a rookie that's – or a guy that's going into his second year that's completely unproven. And they lost Corey Kispert, so it's kind of a similar vein to Corey Kispert. So, like, I don't know. I don't hate it whatsoever for either team, really. I think it's good because Wizards, it's either trade him now and get something in return or let him walk in free agency a year from now. So, yeah. hey, I like is it the for last both. year of his deal? Uh, yeah, I think this is the last year of his deal. Let me make sure. Um, i got to look it up. You're good. Let me see here. Yeah, this is the last year of his deal. All right, let's we'll, real quickly, the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that should have been in the NBA Finals but completely collapsed in the first round. Uh, they trade for Kendrick Williams in exchange for Bochamp and Pat Connaughton. I'm going to give it a D because I don't think Kendrick Williams in a change for a young guy and Pat Connaughton is good, in my opinion. Yeah, I like Kendrick Williams, so he's a good role player. But, yeah, I mean. For that value. No, nah, not for Pat Connaughton. It's probably a C-minus for me. Yeah. Real quickly, Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, a team that got bounced by the Denver Nuggets. They trade for DeLon Wright uh, in exchange for Wendell Moore and Jordan McLaughlin. Wendell Wright? Did you say Wendell Wright? No, they trade for DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright, my bad. In exchange for Wendell Moore my and bad. Okay. Jordan McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. This is kind of mid. Yeah, it is. Shout out to Lon Wright. I didn't. I really keep forgetting he's still in the league. Back to some big names, the Pelicans. Um, they're searching for you know a center that fits next to Zion Williamson, right? Yeah. Because Jonas Valanciunas doesn't really do so. He gets played off the court because of the pick and roll defense late in games. They sure up defense next to Zion. We know Zion's not a good defender. They trade for Miles Turner in exchange for Jonas Valanciunas. Kyra Lewis and Najee Marshall. I'm going to repeat that. Pelicans will receive Miles Turner in exchange for Jonas Valanciunas, Kyra Lewis, and Najee Marshall. How do you create it for the Pelicans? I give it an A. I love Miles Turner. Like, I love Miles Turner. Again, I don't understand why they think Indiana is going to trade him a lot since they just extended him. But for the sake of talking, I like him next to the. Uh, Zion, I think that's an A. I would give Indiana an A plus. If you're going to trade Miles Turner, you get a guy in Jonas Valanciunas that can help Tyrese Halliburton continue to develop. I like Najee Marshall, um, and I, I don't hate that either way. I think that's one of the better trades they've had. This one, I think, is the most realistic blockbuster trade out of them all. We're now to the New York Knicks. Okay. They trade for Carl Anthony Towns in exchange for Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, and a 2024 first-round pick. So the Knicks receive Cat in exchange for Julius Randle, IQ, and a first-round pick next season. It's a foul. It's a foul. if If you want a wilting flower... Mm-hmm. You got him. For me, it doesn't move the needle for no. much for both teams, but I think both teams are trying to get rid of Julius Randle and Carl Anthony Towns. On paper, it makes the most sense. I don't dislike Cat next to Jalen Brunson. I, I don't. Okay. I don't hate it. Uh, I probably I also wouldn't give it like a it, – it'll pass, but it's not, like you said, moving the needle. And I'm going to be honest, if you're trading away IQ and Julius Randle, it better move the needle. Um I'm so, giving it a uh, C+. Plus. Plus. Yep. yep, you and I are on the same page. Yeah, I give it a no C+, plus for the Knicks. It say is no the more. most realistic. It is realistic. I've seen on here. Wow. Now this one, this one is crazy. Literally the first line under the Oklahoma City Thunder is let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. The let's Oklahoma crazy. City Thunder receive Zion Williamson in exchange for Chet Holmgren. No. Next year's first round pick and 2026 first round pick. So two first and Chet Holmgren for Zion Williamson. No. No. Absolutely not. No. Not for Oklahoma. That's an F. Do not trade for the guy that 
A is injured every other year. Okay, and B, Chet missed his entire first season. Yeah, but I still bank on Chet playing basketball before Zion. Zion's going to have AIDS before he ever gets to play basketball again. <laughs> Shout out Mariah Mills. <laughs> no, I hate that. I actually hate that one. He's going to he's gonna fly Mariah Mills and put her on salary to live in Oklahoma I City. Guess. Hey, is she going to be like, I ain't nobody want to go out to Oklahoma City? Bro, no. no, I, I can't Saying Zion that. has AIDS is Evan crazy, bro. That is hilarious. I say he going to have AIDS before he plays again. I hate that one, actually. That's not what they need. They don't need a guy that takes the ball out of Shea's hand. They need a guy that is like Chet that will literally come out and do it his thing defensively and then catch lobs and space the floor on the other end. I hate that one. I hate that. That's enough. I would not trade for Zion. I wouldn't give. I wouldn't trade a bag of chips for Zion right now. You have convinced Zion me. I, I give it a D minus. Um, this isn't 2K. Josh Giddy and Shea, they need somebody that can defend. Chet can do that. At least he could in college. And they need a screen setter, and he could definitely do that. So, yeah, uh, Zion Williamson and OKC is not the best. No, I, I actually hate it. Yeah. I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade anything for Zion right now. And if I'm New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans if you do that. I mean, I don't understand the what fit. Di- what direction yeah, are you going? Yeah, where are you going? Yeah, what direction but, are you going? I mean, shout out. You got something for Zion. Thanks. Let's move on to the Orlando Magic. One of my favorite guys is heading to Orlando, and that is Zach Levine is heading to the Magic in exchange for Jalen Suggs, yes. Gary Harris, yes. Jonathan Isaac, number 11 overall pick in this year's draft, and the 2025 first. Yes. So two firsts, one this year, one in 2025. Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac. Playoff lock for the Orlando Magic. For Zach Levine. Zach Levine would be pairing up with a front court. That's a, that's a, a playoff Franz lock. Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, and who? who Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, Markel Levine. Fultz. Dude, that is a big lineup, oh too, because Markel Fultz is like 6'5", isn't he? Yeah. Le- and then 6'6", for Levine. Levine's only 28 years old. I love Average that. Average 25 Ooh. points, four rebounds, four assists. That, that might have stumped the last best trade, because that one's good. Yeah. That I'm going to give it an A for the Orlando Magic. And that starts the rebuild for the Bulls. And you finally move off Jalen Suggs. Yes, and it starts a rebuild. And, I like that. Dude, the number 11 overall pick's not bad. And no. You, and, and you get a lottery protected first in the 2025. And honestly, if you want to compete, some of those guys are capable of competing. Facts. Like if we if we ever see John Isaacs play basketball again, you got to remember he was he was awesome defensively and he was starting to get some offense. Yep. The Philadelphia 76ers is the next next team we're going to discuss. Tobias Harris over me. They give up Tobias Harris and they get back Eric Gordon, Marcus Morris Sr. and a 2023 second round pick. So this year's second Eric Gordon, Marcus Morris in exchange for Tobias Harris. Am I sleeping on Eric Gordon? Eric Gordon could produce for them. Yeah. Me, I like Tobias. I like how flexible he is defensively because of his size. And in my opinion, I know everybody hates on that contract, but he can show up and give you 20 points if Joel and James Harden are off. And also he can guard one through five while at the same time choosing his spots, being a screener, and knocking down corner threes. I also thought he had a really good season this year. Like I don't think they'd move off Tobias now. Um, but Marcus Morris and Eric, Eric Gordon, um, it's all right. It, it definitely gives you a little bit more depth. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I'll, I'll probably give it a C plus. I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay. You and I are right there together. It does give you some depth, but giving up Tobias Harris for that is crazy. Um, Phoenix Suns, you and I, we've mentioned Clint Capella's name in this <laughs> trade for the Suns. He's heading to Phoenix him and Bojan Bogdanovic are heading there in exchange for DeAndre Ayton and Landry Shaman. I'm not even going to talk about how I feel about that with the Hawks. But for the Suns, getting Clint Capella, who I've said a million times I want him in Phoenix, and Bogdanovic for the Suns, absolute A-plus home run getting Capella and Bogdanovic for Ayton and Shaman. Yeah, I like that. I do too. I like that. A-plus? Yeah. No, I like that a lot. <laughs> Especially you get rid of Ayton's bum. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. I like that. All right, we got a Boston and Portland trade. This is from the Trailblazer side is what we're grading. Trailblazer side is what we're grading. Damian Lillard's not involved, though. Good. But the Blazers get Jalen Brown. Nope. For Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, the first number nope. three pick. Nope, nope, What? Nope. They no. get Jalen Brown in exchange for Anthony Simons, Nasir Little, okay. and the number three overall pick. 
Oh. Number three overall pick, Nasir Little, Anthony Simons in exchange for Jalen Brown. It's completely unrealistic. I don't think the Celtics would take it, but from the Trailblazers' perspe- perspective, uh, hey. absolutely ha- love it. You don't have to get rid of Shaden Sharp in that trade? Yeah. That's awesome. Crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, A-plus. A-plus for the Blazers. Now you start uh, the lineup would look something like Dame, Jalen Brown, probably Shaden Sharp. Um, Jeremy I'd Grant keep, if I'd you keep Jeremy Grant yeah. and then find a center. Yeah, find Maybe Nas Reed. Yeah, move Maybe off Reed. move off Nurkic, bring in Nas Reed. I like that. Or if you really want to keep keep the snowball going, you move Shade and Sharp, go get Pascal Siakam, OG, and Anobi. Yeah, for sure. I'm just here. You're just here. I'm just here. You're just here. I'm him. We're handing out a lot of A's, handing out some F's, handing I mean, out some stuff in yeah. <laughs> we, we, We've been spraying the board. Hey, Greg Schwartz just killed this article with Bleacher Board, has he not? Except for the uh, Indiana one. Yeah. I'll never forget that. And the Zion one. But what these, the hell was these that? These have been fun, though. No, they've been fun. But what the hell, what the hell was Oklahoma City? Bro, you, if you got to mock up a trade for 28 teams, like you're going you're gonna to get bored and like, all right, what the hell, I'm going to do this. The Thunder aren't making a trade. No. You know the not Thunder. Not, Zion. But they're not making a trade for anybody. <laughs> no, right no. Now, you know. They got 14 million picks. They exactly. don't need to make a trade. All right, Sacramento Kings is next real quickly. They straight up Reggie Bullock for Rashawn Holmes. I like it for the Kings, especially if they don't pay Harrison Barnes. You fill that with Reggie Bullock. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is out of the rotation anyways. Yeah, that's fun. And you get three-point shooting. B+. Plus. Yeah, it's, a, it's B. We The San Antonio Spurs. They're giving up Devontae Graham again straight up for Killian Hayes. <laughs> I hate it. F. F. I, I liked the other Devontae Graham trade. I agree. I liked Bagley coming to the Spurs. All right, we got another former All-NBA player involved in this one. The Toronto Raptors make a move for Bradley Beal, and they're giving up OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., and Christian Coloco. So, OG, Gary Trent, Christian Coloco for Bradley Beal. That's steep. Especially for Brad's contract. He's making a quarter billion dollars. And... Y'all can tell me if I'm wrong in the chat, but like I feel like you're gaining. So like Bradley Beal's production, I feel like you're losing that in the two players of Gary Trent and OG. I felt like both of those guys have been really good in Toronto, and then you're getting it for I I hate that because you're probably losing Fred. So you're starting a lineup of Malachi Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Beal. Yo, don't say Malachi Flynn's name like that, bro. Bro, that's the only point guard on the roster that I can think of outside of Fred. And then you're starting Bradley Beal. You just gave up your two wings, so who the hell knows? What direction? Scotty Barnes and yeah, where are you going? There, the Raptors were the biggest pump fake of the trade deadline I've ever seen. Dude, that I don't know if uh, Masai Ujiri has just been drunk as hell for the past six months, but I've not understood anything that Toronto's done. I don't know, including getting rid of Nick Nurse. I'm not a like I like Bradley Beal, but I'm not like the guy that's like, oh, Bradley Beal is the guy that's going to take a team over the top to win a championship. That definitely, they'd still be a playing team if that. I give it a D minus. Yeah. And I think you could get something like better in return. The Toronto Raptors, they just need a punt and rebuild. They're in the same and to me, they're in the same mold as the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Same with the Wizards, actually. Utah Jazz. They receive Cole Anthony in exchange for Rudy Gay and the number sixteen overall pick. Cole Anthony Rudy Gay? Yeah, and number six hoops. Number sixteen overall pick. They're really trading Cole Anthony for the number sixteen, 16. overall pick. That's fine. That's fine. I, I think it matches with uh, you know the young core they're building: yeah. Walker Kessler, Lowry, Market, and uh, Colin Sexton. You bring Cole Anthony in for the Jazz. I'm gonna give it uh, a B. B. It'd probably be like a C for me because just you're creating just the greatest defensive team of all time. You're getting rid of Rudy Gay, and I, I know you're not getting rid of much. And the 16 picks. And the real thing lottery. is, can you get somebody better than Cole Anthony at the number 16 overall pick? Probably not. So Probably I, it's not. fine. You're right. I'll, I'll give it a C plus then. This is a blockbuster. Oh lord. We're talking about how the Washington Wizards need to blow it up. How they need to blow it up. Y'all make sure to listen real closely because there's a lot involved here. The Wizards receive Tyrese Maxey. Tobias Harris, Furkan Korkmaz, he gets his trade request. <laughs> Daniel House and a 2029 first. So, 
one more time. Wizards received Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris, <laughs> Cork Moss, Daniel House, and a 2029 first round pick in exchange for Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma. So Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma head up to the 76ers for Tyrese, Tobias, Cork Moss, House, 2029 first. It's a good thing we're not grading it for uh, 76ers. That's an A yeah, for the a. Wizards. I mean, your haul, that's a haul. That is a haul. Um, and all those guys can hoop. You get your wish of Tyre- uh, Tyrese Maxey being a number one, number two. I think that 29 first-round pick is going to be damn good by the time we get there. Maxey is a good rebuild player to have. Hand him the keys. I think Maxey could average 25 points a game at yeah. least. No, I like that. I like it. I'm going to give it an A- minus for the Washington Wizards. I'd give it an A, just a straight-up A. For sure. Again, shout-out Greg Schwartz and the Bleacher Report. That was an incredible, incredible arg- uh, article. I do have one thing left. I'll make sure to leave a like on stream right now. only have one jack-in-the-box today, and that is Chris Paul will be in L.A. either for the Lakers or Clippers next season. True or false? Jack in the Box, I usually give you five true or false statements. Only got one today. And the one true or false is Chris Paul will be in L.A. either for the Lakers or Clippers next season. I think it will be true. I, I think inevitably Chris Paul's not going to stay with the Suns. Um, I feel like the Suns need to move off that 30 M's and find a couple pieces to kind of fill out their roster. Um, Chris Paul is not the same guy that he once was. Um, but I do like the fit. More in Los, uh, the Lakers sense as opposed to the Clippers. Um, but I could see a world where he plays in L.A. Real quickly, uh, for the Lakers, I already hit on that. But for the Clippers, I like Chris Paul there instead of Russell Westbrook. And just to play devil's advocate, I think this statement is true. But to play devil's advocate, I'm going to say false. Not because he returns to the Suns, but because he heads up to Boston, which I think would be a good fit next to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Or Miami. I could also see Miami. like that. He, he would work there. He's uh, a good culture guy. Absolutely. So, absolutely. You got anything to do? I do. I do. I have three. Let's go. They might not be as good as they've been, but uh, we'll start with. So, as y'all know from these past few uh, Coops Corners, uh, I've tried to hit up some personal questions so y'all can get to know us a little bit. Um, and obviously, Jack and I did a little bit of sports back in our day. Um, so, what was your hype music? What was your hype music? I know Jack. For those of y'all that don't know, Jack played basketball for God knows how long. Then he came over to wrestling. Junior and senior year, yeah. his junior and senior year. Um, so, what, what was the hype music? Probably, I was looking through my playlist yesterday when you asked me this off air. I'm gonna go a little Uzi, especially in high school. Just all of those albums he had, like 2016 through 2018. I love old Uzi. He definitely get me hyped. Uh, Meek Mill was another one. Um, trying to think of who else back in the day would get me hyped, but I think those are the top two for sure. Lil Uzi and Meek Mill. What would it be now? Uh, definitely Lil Durk. Definitely Lil okay. Durk. Yeah. No, no Jack Harlow. Yeah. Jack Harlow, not, he's not for hype. He's for like, <laughs> let me drop the top and just vibe. Jack Harlow doesn't give me hype. Lil Durk, he makes me want to like go jump off a bridge or something. Dude, no. I, wa- I watched you listen to one, uh, Trey, uh, not Trey songs, uh, Tory Lane Tory song. Lane song, dude. Yeah. This man was howling. Dude, that shit. I ain't never heard Jack sing like that. And this man, and we listen to Blowing Blowing all the time. Like, I, this man was howling in this in Tory this Lane's, scene right here. Tory Lanez is good for like two a.m. Friday night. Got a candle lit. Oh my god. You got a got LOL. a got a girl with you. Yeah, Tory Lanez. Lol. Yeah, that's the stuff to do. I won't even lie. The only like sport that I played where I actually needed hype music for some reason I was just one of those people that I would. It would take me a minute, but I'd get competitive once the game started because I love competition. I love being competitive. But for wrestling, uh, Ambrose definitely, Ambrose and Alex definitely got me on uh, in the air tonight by Phil Collins. I won't even lie, that drum solo. At the I end. can feel it. But, but I like that. That drum solo is hype. Um, I'm a big NF guy. NF more is just my like, right? If I want to get angry, <laughs> so for wrestling that would work too because. For those of you that don't know, when Jack and I wrestled, neither of us knew very much <laughs> right. as far as like techniques. So we just kind of went <laughs> athleticism for athleticism for people. To name two more, 21 Savage back in the day and also Migos. I would listen to Lil Wayne too, but Lil, Lil Wayne Lil just Wayne. gets me yeah. going yeah, regardless. Same. I love Lil Wayne. We got to tell the people what we're doing. Last night, oh, yeah. me and Cooper sitting here watching the finals together, bored as hell. Was and <laughs> we're, we're like, damn. 
Drake and 21 come at the end of the month, but tickets are just retarded. We're like, yeah, it's like 250 bucks just to get in. Cooper had the knowledge. Be like, I wonder what they are now. Because right when they dropped, it was like 200 bucks just to sit up in the rafters. He was like, bro, they're 50 or 60 bucks now just to get in. And I'm like, all right. I we called, got four of them joints. I, he called his girlfriend. I called my boy Martavius. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you want to see Drake and 21 at the end of the month? And they're like, hell yeah. So we yeah. got four tickets. 21. Can you do some? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're excited about that at the end of the month. All right. Move on, because the last one I'm going to go ahead and preface, I need you to pull up the NBA or the NFL rookies, um, so I'll just go ahead and preface that one. But the one before that one, which NBA team, after going through all these NBA, trades? NFL rookies this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the guys that get, just got drafted. I just know that you might know like the first few, so I'll just give you yeah, – like yeah, I'll right, give you a little sure. heads up on that one. Um, but while you're getting that pulled up, we just went through all these trades – which NBA team going into the next season has the most to prove? Which NBA team has the most to prove? Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks, hands down. Okay. Um, they were everyone's finals favorite, and they get bounced in the first round. Giannis has something to prove. Yes, he's already won an NBA championship, but you, you cannot go out like you did last year. Uh, I think absolutely. Them and the Memphis Grizzlies have the most to prove. I like that. I'm, I'm gonna. You didn't say other teams. I thought I, Boston Celtics have a lot to prove to me. I mean, yes, you came back, made a seven game series. You basically got. I mean, you basically got thumped. Miami was like, all right, screw this. <laughs> we won this series, um, and I think they just wanted more or less to like beat you on your home court game seven. But you have gotten so close so far. I need to see some congruency in this team. I need to see some consistency. Like I just, this team has a lot to prove to me. Mm-hmm. But on. To go a little further than that, give you West team. I think the Phoenix Suns also have a lot to prove. I agree. Like you did take two away from the team that's uh, ahead in this finals currently, and like nobody's done that yet. Like we'll see if Miami's built to take two, but um, I, I think they have a lot to prove as well. Another, I'll give you two more West teams that have something to prove. The Clippers. Is this where have they work? been? Where Is this going to work with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? Also, um, just on a lesser level, the Timberwolves, they have to prove that that trade was not a complete abomination because now it looks like the worst trade in NBA history. Oh, yeah. They just have to prove that it's not, and that's by getting in the second round. Dude, I won't lie. Uh, side note, so speaking of the Timberwolves, um, so for those of y'all that don't know, Briarcrest, the high school we went to, played Anthony Edwards my mm-hmm. senior year. Um, so Kennedy Chandler was on that team and everything, but um, – that was the team that won the state championship. So, needless to say, we were making highlight videos of that championship team because Harrington gives that out to the to the kids that do his camp, the basketball camp. So, we were making the copies or whatever. Uh, and I was like, you know what's crazy? This team played Anthony Edwards. And I was like, you want to see one of my buddies getting dunked on? <laughs> Dude, I watched the three – it was like a three-minute highlight video. Anthony Edwards, oh, my gosh. Like, I knew he was good at Georgia, but, like, nobody watched Georgia basketball. I didn't I didn't go to that game in high school cuz I didn't really know who Anthony Edwards was yet. He was filthy. Something else. Filthy. And he was skinny. Right. Like he wasn't even built like he wasn't jack jack yet. He he was filthy. Anyway, so fun fact. I, Anthony Edwards apparently been around the this area for a really long time. But shout That's out Anthony crazy. Edwards. I love yeah. Anthony Edwards. But um the last one, the one that I made you pull up the NFL rookies for which NFL rookie do you think will oppress the most? So the reason I did this, last season we had a seventh-round rookie in Isaiah Pacheco basically seal the deal for the Chiefs in a Super Bowl. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm not going to expect you to name me a seventh-round rookie that's going to all of a sudden be in the Super Bowl producing like that because that's rare. Mm-hmm. But um, name the rookie that you think day one will have the biggest impact or not even necessarily day one but will have the biggest impact come looking back at the end of the season. C.J. Shroud with the Texans. Okay. He's going to walk into a job. And in that division, there's nobody besides Jacksonville. And you're playing Indianapolis and Tennessee twice per year. I think C.J. Stroud's going to have some good success. Um, if he's going to have a good career, I think you have to have su- some success this season. Because you look at Trevor Lawrence and be like, well, Jack, he looked miserable his rookie year, only won three games. But, yes, Urban Meyer is not C.J. Stroud's head coach. Yeah. And also, I don't think this ja- this Houston team is as horrible as Trevor Lawrence's Jacksonville team his rookie year. They got Will Anderson, too. So, I think um, the new-look Houston Texans, him walking into a job, I think he is the most um, – you know, the most – impactful rookie year. I know that's, that's a top three pick, but it no, is. No, no, that's interesting because I really thought you were going to go Will Levis, my pick, 
because uh, I think Will Levis is going to be the most impactful rookie. I mean, he's going to be Super Dude, Bowl MVP. Are you being serious He's going to be right league MVP. No, I'm, just, I'm honestly just wasting time to pull up the rookies. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Dalvin Cook because he got cut today. <laughs> yeah, please talk about Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook got, talk about Dalvin he Cook. got waived today by the Minnesota Vikings. And the two spots that are extremely interested is Denver and Miami. My dad is a massive Dolphins fan, so as a – Inherent Dolphins fan because I've completely punted the Tennessee Titans. I'm excited to see Dalvin Cook in the backfield, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill on both sides. If Tua gets Dalvin Cook and he cannot win, then he can't win in the NFL because you look at the other side, they have effing Jalen Ramsey, Javon Holland, Christian Wilkins, and all types of talent on the defensive end. And then obviously the three playmakers I named, Tua has to win if they get Dalvin Cook, and I think he will. AFC would be extremely fun to watch with Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and that offense down in Miami. I think the yeah. playoffs could get really shaky. Nah, Dalvin Cook getting cuts wild. I mean, it really just is. Um, Alexander Madison, fantasy goat, and I would know, won me a championship. Shout out to Alexander Madison. But back to what we were talking about on Coop's Corner, literally – yesterday or something I said who's going to be the team that has the greatest leap and I said the Chicago Bears I said watch and see that the Bears and the Lions will be number one and number two in this division Mm -hmm. and the Vikings and Packers will be fighting out to see who's going to be the worst because the Vikings are also trying to get rid of Daniel Hunter which is just wild to me because I'm sitting there I'm like you have the greatest receiver in football right now and you're not cutting the quarterback you're cutting everything else around it that helps alleviate some of his pressure so I don't know what they're doing but I'm gonna give you a defensive guy more or less just because um I like where he went um it's Joey Porter Jr. I thought he was a steal in the second round I loved everything that the Steelers did in this draft I understand this is not flashy for y'all but y'all can just see into my brain I like defenders I like random guys that nobody knows it's always gonna pick a lineman but I figured y'all didn't want to hear that um but I think Joey Porter Jr. going to where his dad was obviously a Hall of Famer um, getting picked in the second round, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And I think they desperately need us. It's a Penn corner. State kid, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think just getting picked in the second round when you're there for the first round, like I, I, that's heartbreaking and it's tough to watch. But I feel like that's just going to motivate him. You went to the team your dad played for. Like this is going to be just a, a win-win scenario. But if I had to go an offensive player, I really like Zay Flowers, uh, the kid out of Boston College, who wide receiver that went to uh, Baltimore. I really like that fit. I feel like Baltimore finally got Lamar some stuff to work with. I mean, obviously, OBJ's there. Um, and then Rashad I, I just have a, so many questions for Lamar because, obviously, we know he can throw in between the hashes with Mark Andrews. But can he that's down? a lot of pressure having Odell Beckham and his dad banging on your door. And then you have you feel pressure to give Zay Flowers some love, too. I just don't know hey. how it's going to work. Hey. In Baltimore. I don't know if he could throw outside the hashes. I don't. I don't. All I, I get he won an MVP, but everyone knows he can run the football now. I love Lamar. Deserves the MVP. Electric. Same division. He's got something to prove this year, especially same, with that contract. Same division, though. There's a quarterback-wide receiver matchup. Bruin and Cleveland. Jesus Christ, dude. Nobody cares about effing Elijah Moore and Deshaun Watson. Man. If the Browns are on my TV, I'm probably gonna just going to go on a walk. That'd be more fun. <laughs> we have five TVs. They're yeah. going to be on our TV. Yeah, I'd be going on a walk then. Let me just walk around the apartment complex. I don't give a shit about the Cleveland Browns. I don't, I don't support Deshaun Watson, but uh, I do support Elijah Moore. I think you do. I do support Elijah Moore. Look at the, look at the sweatshirt I'm wearing. You don't think I support By supporting Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, you support Deshaun Watson. No, I support no Elijah No wonder Moore you've been out. getting so many damn massages here lately. I've been wondering what you've been up to. He's lying. <laughs> wild. That, uh, that was wilder than what I was. The Will Levis was just funny. That was that, wild. That was funny. So, hey, we talked about Zion yesterday and Deshaun Lawson nah, today. No. Real stand-up guys we talk about here on the HSP. <laughs> <laughs> Real stand-up guys in sports. Shout out, yeah, to, for sure. shout out to sports. Uh, as I said yesterday, all next week we're going to be gone at the beach, so there will be no episodes that following week, we'll be right back here Monday through Thursday at 5.30 Central Time, live on YouTube. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream right now, and we will see you not next Monday, but the next. Y'all have a great, great weekend. And